Welcome to the Boom Boom Performance Podcast, your resource for science-based training and nutrition, data-driven coaching, and education-focused content. Before we get into this podcast, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen and learn with me so that you can apply what you are about to learn, take my strategies, use these tools, and finally have some serious methods to see sustainable success with your physique, your mind, and your life. This podcast was built on the foundation of applied education, and I'm excited for you to be here so you can have that experience with me. Now, without any further ado, let's get on to the show. Today is the first podcast, maybe not the first podcast, but one of the first ever podcasts that we really dive into business. Um, It's not something I talk about a lot because this isn't a business podcast. I am not a business coach. I am a trainer and a nutritionist, and we have a company that helps people around the world transform their body and their mind through training and nutrition. But it does take some kind of knowledge inside of business, marketing, and entrepreneurship in order to build what we have built today. And today I'm going to kind of let you guys in on some of that based on uh, somebody's question they actually sent in through Instagram. It was a three-part question really asking me about how we've built this, uh, what my mindset is around it, and really all the ins and outs of, of finding your niche, understanding your message, finding your purpose, delivering that value, understand who you're speaking to. Um, so today we're going to answer these three questions and we're going to dive really deep into really the background of Boom Boom Performance and now Tailored Coaching Method and how that came about, my journey to starting this business, my journey to impact people and leave a legacy behind me um, and, and what it takes to do that. I think you're going to take away a lot of this, even if you are not a fitness entrepreneur. At the very least, you're going to have a lot of motivation and potentially some drive to, to do something better with your life because we, we touch on a lot of things that are not just applicable inside of fitness and nutrition or training, uh, but rather to business and life and entrepreneurship uh, as human beings, period. Real quick, guys, before we jump in the show, I got a couple quick announcements. First and foremost, I want to give two shout-outs to my sponsors. First one being Creatine, uh, Creapure, the, the greatest creatine on the planet, literally. And the second one being Top Notch Nutrition, the people I love and trust with my family and my clients for supplement recommendations. Head over to topnotchnutrition.com slash Boom, boom. And the last announcement I want to make, guys, is if this podcast influences you in any way, shape, or form, please do me three huge favors. First one, head over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating review. Second one, send this to a friend that may need help in education around training, nutrition, or entrepreneurship. And number three, post a screenshot of this episode today on your story on Instagram and tag myself at Cody.BoomBoom so I can see it, thank you, and share it on my story. Without any further ado, let's jump into the episode. Today is going to be a topic podcast. We're going to take a question from one of the Q&As that was really good that we could break down a little more than just answering in a Q&A. Yeah, I'm actually excited about this one because we actually never, and I do this on purpose, mm-hmm. <laughs> we never talk about business on the yeah. podcast. Not like in depth and we don't, I mean this isn't a business podcast, this is a health podcast it's about improving your life. But I think I think there's so many coaches mm-hmm. here and, and just entrepreneurs in general and people that I think... Because I even I, I coach some people like training and nutrition wise that are entrepreneurs or business owners or even just like high up in their firm doing completely different things. And they love hearing this kind of stuff, too, because it's just it's cool. I think it's cool to get in to the insider scoop of, of an entrepreneur and how my brain works yeah. and the the journey. And I actually don't think and I think this is just me being humble, which is good because it's weird to talk about your own shit. Mm. But I don't think I realized how cool the actual evolution 
has been until I started speaking at the impact collective. Cause I'm like, okay, now I'm in front of all these people. What do I talk about? Well, let me start by telling them what the fuck I did. Yeah. And then as I'm like telling the story, I'm like, wow, this is it's super interesting, man. It's actually it's really intriguing. Cool. You know, it's, you know, it's fun. This is com- completely off topic. I just realized I said like four times. Do you see that YouTube comment? Yeah. Lady. And it's not true. I watched the whole thing. <laughs> She's like, you said like 40 times or something. I was like way more than that. 400. But, did she say yeah, that? Something <laughs> like three, like a specific number. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, and then I think I commented back and I just said, Oh, it's a natural conversation. Sorry. And I actually, and this is a more serious apology. Cause I'm not going to literally apologize for saying like, we're just talking. That's the whole point of this podcast. It's very organic. We don't script it, yeah. but I do apologize to the people who have reached out and asked, uh, that I curse less. Um, because you guys come from it in a really cool perspective. They're basically like, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. I just love listening to your podcast while my kids are in the back of the car watching their iPad. And every once in a while I hear the F bomb. I'm like, Oh yeah, my bad. And, and it's not going to be completely cut out. That's why there's an explicit sign on the cover of our podcast because it's a natural conversation. There is. Yeah. Just like a parental advisory. Like, um, there's like a E on the cover. Yeah. If you go on iTunes, you have to like, you didn't put it on there, but iTunes puts it on there when they put it because we curse. Gotcha. Um, but I feel you now because there's so many times where I'm like, I get in the car, Blakely's in the back, Spotify comes on and Meek Mill starts going off and I'm like, <laughs> Oh shit, change, change, change. Yeah. And I like change it to Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's get this switch gears. Yeah. Um, and I've been trying to like really watch my mouth because Blakely's starting to sponge things. Yeah. It's actually kind of funny. Yeah. But so I apologize to the mothers mm. and fathers out there that are listening to this. I, thank you for listening to me in your car while your kids are there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a good time to do it. Yeah. So, but yeah, today we're going to go into business. I think this is a cool question from an entrepreneur that I got asked a few weeks ago on Instagram. Um, and it's just a good chance for us to kind of have a cool conversation on, on that for end sure. of things. So the, the question comes from the Austin Witt. So uh, he Official. says... He says, how do you stay focused on providing growth for your brand as a health coach in such a large industry? I have three coaching tiers in his business, wellness, lifestyle coaching, performance and powerlifting, and strongman. And third is physique-based bikini and men's physique. Okay. So, and this is a three-part question. question. This is question one. So his question, read the the first part before you went into his tiers. How do you stay focused on providing providing growth for your brand as a health coach in such a large industry? It's a good question. I think that there, there's, it's multifaceted, obviously, so I'm going to dissect it a little bit. Um, the first piece of advice I'm going to give you is get more specific in e- either get more general or get hyper-specific. I, I feel like yeah. you're kind of in the middle ground, right? Like you're like, I'm a general coach who works with everybody and I have these three specific tiers, which are all polar opposites, right? The best strongman and powerlifting coach is not the best powerlifting coach. And the best gen pop coach is not the best bodybuilding coach. Um, so I think understanding who your actual audience is. And I think when you're young in the game, you glorify the sexy audience. When I first started doing any of this, I was literally like, I'm only going to work with high level soccer players. Yeah. Like I'm just going to be an athletic trainer. I'm going to work with soccer players. I'm going to build myself up through like college age athletes. Then eventually I'll train pros. 
I'll be like doing shit with the Sounders would be the coolest thing. It's like every trainer's dreams. Like, oh, I just want to work with athletes. Yeah. And then you realize the athletes you start getting are kids in high school, kids in college, AKA all broke, don't have any money, can't pay you much, but you still do it for experience. Uh, the pro athletes are getting sent to people who are recommended by their coaches, which are usually just people who know people who know people or yeah. went to college with yeah. who, whoever. So it's like, if you're not in, you're not in. Um, so I quickly realized that I'm going to be very unsuccessful if I wanted to get hyper-focused at such a young age. So at the beginning, it's like be more broad. Just fucking help people. Like don't niche into I help powerlifters do X, Y, Z. Like I help people lose weight. I help people get stronger. I help people build muscle. Like three big categories. Yeah. Health, fat loss, strength, muscle. So four. So it's like performance world, aesthetic world, health world. You're limiting your opportunity. A hundred percent. Definitely. But you, in a way you need to, because if I'm, it's a, it's a jack of all trades, master of none. Right. If I come out and I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty good at all this stuff. It's like, oh, okay. Well, I, I want the best in my specific area. So, and this is coming from somebody who works with a lot of different people. And I'll get into why I think I do what I do really well in a sec. But I think you need to eliminate the tiers, man. I think it, for you, it's, it's got to be which one of those do you like and enjoy the best? And then which one of those do you do the best? Yeah. Right. I work with some power lifters. It's fun. Like they're really cool clients to work with. I don't talk about powerlifting nutrition all the time or strongman shit because, and I've worked with strongman competitors too, because that's not my thing. Like my thing is helping people lose fat and build muscle. It's all aesthetically driven. Like that's what we do is like, you want to look the best you've ever looked so you can feel the best you've ever look, felt. That's what we do. For sure. Um, but if I was like, like marketing in all these different areas, I think it would just confuse my message. Um, so I think the best way for you to stand out first is to eliminate those tiers, go with one and make it a little bit more general, especially because you're at the beginning and, and let your niche follow you. Because as you develop, you'll realize what your actual calling is. So my niche uh, I should say our niche because all of us work with the same type of people. I never would have expected to be the niche. I always thought it was going to be, I will work with this gender that's in this age that does this for their career that has this specific goal. Like that's usually what a niche Match is, right? a certain criteria. Exactly. Yeah. Almost like you fill out an avatar sheet. Like anyone who has a business has done that, especially in this industry, has filled out, most people have, uh, your avatar. And it's like... What's their name? What do they do? What's their height? What's their weight? What's their goal? What are their values? What do they do for a living? Where do they live? What kind of salary do they make? So you can basically create your own client and then you look like, okay, what are these people into? How do they act? What's their personality? I'm going to mimic that in my marketing so I can relate to those people and they'll hire me. Ah. It's a good tactic. Mm. But I think a lot of times in our industry, the your niche isn't what you think it's going to be. Like it kind of finds you, right? So for me, my niche is helping average individuals achieve above average results through science-based strategies that seem confusing, but we can break it down in simple terms. So I am talking to a specific population who sometimes gets overwhelmed by the science. Sometimes uh, it goes over their head. Sometimes it stresses them out, but they have a craving to learn. They have a desire to understand advanced strategies to achieve more than where they're at. But I'm not working with pro natural bodybuilders and strongman competitors competing in the Arnold. Um, I, I do, and I have worked with actually a pro bikini and I've worked with, uh, I have some pro athletes in the WWE and I've worked with, uh, I've actually worked with the MLB guy. I've worked with some like low level fighters. So I've worked in that realm, but that's not, 
that's not our main thing I'm targeting. For but sure. that also gives me the credibility to teach these average people yeah. advanced strategies because I've worked with the advanced athletes. Um, so I think in that, and that found me because I was an average Joe who wanted to lose weight and started really falling in love with education instead of letting it overwhelmed me. I took in all this information and used what was applicable and forgot about what wasn't. Um, and that like my niche found me. And, and, and I think too, like, because I knew what I enjoyed and how I liked to learn, it allowed me to teach in that same way. So the people who agreed with me, all the people listening to this right now who love learning and love education and want a more sustainable approach because they want to learn how to do it on their own. They flock towards us. They yeah. listen to our work. They, they trust our feedback. They trust our guidance and our coaching. Um, and I think that's super, super important. So, um, I think you got to let your niche find you, but I think you should kind of limit it to, to a specific thing. Like, do you help people aesthetically? Do you help people performance wise? Or do you help people with just general health? Yeah. Uh, it sounds like you're probably going to go down the, the aesthetic world, fat loss and muscle growth, just by like the categories he threw out. And, and I think I looked at his profile and it sounded that way. Um, now, how do I stand out? That's hard. I think there's a couple things that go without saying, like number one is patience. Because you're not going to stand out at first. Nobody knew who the fuck I was for a long time. Yeah. Um, and after I hate you, to say it, but there's a huge population still. Still doesn't. Yeah. 100%. And, yeah. I, and but, but see, like, that drives me. Yeah, Because I sure. want them to know who we are. Yeah. But I was okay with that, but right? still, patience. Patience. Because yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't care if nobody knows who I am right now. If five people can learn who I am and trust me and then take my information, I know it will get them better results. And that's all I care about. Like one person a day. Someone can, can I reach one new person per day? Like that sounds like nothing, but like over time, oh, that's God. crazy. Yeah. Um, okay. So I think number one is patience. I think number two is trust. You will never take advice from somebody you don't trust. Period. I, I mean, if you're anything like me, you don't even put yourself in a circle with somebody you don't trust. But let alone people who are giving you advice on your health. <laughs> and your longevity and your and your biggest insecurity, the yeah. fat you see in the mirror that you hate seeing. Let me teach you how to get rid of that. You have to trust me in order to take the information I'm going to give you. Um, so I think building trust is super, super important. Um, how, how you do that, I would say content. Like I think I hate people. People hate when I say, oh, just content it out, like content, yeah. content, content. But at the same time, That's like – That's how you get your trust out there. Yeah. How else do you? Yeah. Like back in the day, it was newspapers or – um, uh, referrals and friend to friend, but it is, it's all marketing. It's yeah. all content. It's, it's even word of mouth is taking Education. your message and passing it to the next person. So I think creating content that people can trust and, and part of that is not being salesy with it. Dude, that's a, I was just about to say, I think that's the biggest difference between marketing and content. Yeah. Content is just educating in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is some salesy content, but content is just educating what, which, which I've learned from you or marketing is advertising yeah and selling a huge call to action but so, yeah so i think and, and that's like when i talk about marketing i usually use the words organic content marketing because when you say it that way you understand it, it's basically a long play right i'm not creating a post to ask you to buy something i'm creating a post just to ask you to listen to me yeah hey just hear me out what do you think about this try this out Read this topic. Ask me a question. Let me help you. Because if I can help you now and you can get better over the next three months, then maybe you'll hire us down the road, right? And I think that's like the real secret to business is people 
want it now. They want it now. And, yeah. and if you are somebody who wants it now from a business perspective, I think you were in it for the wrong reasons. Correct. You're basically in it for money. Yep. Because why else would you want it right now? Yeah. Uh, you need money. Yeah. It's literally just or money. Want. Yeah. Because even if you're selling, if you're selling fitness, you know that results don't happen overnight. So you know that you're selling somebody something. That's false. That's, that's going to be long term. Yeah. But you're focused on a short term. Short term right? false. Exactly. So I think I think it, it comes down to like building trust and, and when you are putting out content, you're doing it in a way that doesn't seem salesy. It's authentic. You're being who you are. You're putting yourself out there. You're being vulnerable. Like it's really, really important. Um, and I think that's what, what makes this podcast very powerful and what makes my Instagram very powerful is I just say what's on my mind and I just talk as I normally would talk. I don't try to change who it is to match anybody else's mold. Once upon a time, I did because when you are coming up in the game, it's hard to not let people's attitudes, personalities, characters, and successes influence how you dictate your energy. So for a long time, I was trying to be somebody else because I was watching these other figures that I look up to and I was like, I got to do it like him. Yeah. But the reality was like, I just had to find my own way of doing it. Um, so, so just being patient and pushing forward is going to lead into that. And then uh, across your content, just make sure you're really trying to build trust. Like, Calls to action are important. Like, don't get me wrong. We put them in our content. We put them in our podcast show notes. If you want to apply for coaching, click the link in our, in our bio. I tell you guys that all the time because I want you to apply because we're going to change your life. Like that's what we do. But it's in a way where it's like, I'm teaching and teaching and teaching and then saying, Hey, like if this confuses you reach out, that's what we do. Yeah. Right. Don't let it overwhelm you. I don't want you to get overwhelmed. Um, in my Instagram post, you rarely ever see me say like coaching spots available, click the link. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's, it's much more so like shoot me a DM if you have a question, yeah. <laughs> like let me help you for a little bit first, see if we're a good fit, you yeah. know? Um, or I can recommend you elsewhere. Free call. Free call. Yeah. And, and I think that's the, the biggest thing. So, um, patience is number one. Trust is number two for standing out. Um, I think networking and making connections, um, standing out in the industry really does come down to meeting people, knowing people, having your contact information traded between people um, because that's how you get your name out there. And then when you get your name out there and somebody else puts your name out there, everybody who trusts that person is going to trust you. True. You know, um, I was texting Brett Contreras this morning, which is crazy. Like I've always studied his shit, never known him life, but we had a mutual friend. They mm-hmm. connected us. We hit it off on the podcast. He told me to text him. So I texted him. I, I sent him some of the stuff for the podcast that's going to air in a couple of days. And and he was just super cool with it. Mm-hmm. Like a couple of days after, I mean, it's already out by the time this comes out, but, but you, you know what I'm saying? Tomorrow. <laughs> but he's going to share our podcast, I assume. And <laughs> I probably shouldn't put words in his mouth. I told him you don't have to, but that is going to lead to all the people who trust Brett trusting me. Yeah. Because Brett trusts me. Yeah. And he's putting Brett. his trust word out there. Exactly. Yeah. So, and I think that's really important. You know, like I associated myself with a lot of people. John Russian, Russin, Luca Hosevar, uh, Christian Thibodeau, Kaiza, Brett Contreras, like all these different people that I've talked to, had on the podcast, been on their podcast, had communication with, wrote for their blog. They put out my stuff. They shared my stuff, whatever it may be. 
now if it's spreading and it's because I built that trust and I, I use my network and that's the big key there is, is I only built that network too because I was commenting on other people's stuff all the time. I was DMing people. I was asking questions to other people's podcasts just like this guy is. So they would get on the podcast and talk about me and my question. Um, I would uh, go to every event and seminar. I went to so many seminars on like how to become a trainer after I've been a trainer for five years. Like, and I, I was in the room with a bunch of people usually who were just starting and then like a few people who were just like me that were just trying to network or just trying to meet the speakers who held the event. And I was like, I'll buy this event and do their thing just so I can like literally fly out here and say, hi, this is my name. I like your shit. And they're not going to forget that. Yeah. So networking is a huge piece. So patience, trust, networking. Um, I think those are three things that are really, really powerful. I mean, the obvious fourth one get results. Yeah. If you're not getting people results, go back to the drawing board and get better at your craft because yeah. that's word of mouth. That's how like every client you have is a walking fucking billboard. Like that's powerful for, you. for me, Yeah. for yeah. my team, for yeah. our coaches. We share a ton on our story, like, uh, like update pictures, updates and stuff. So people constantly see all of the, the coaches sharing updates from their clients great results, weight loss before and after, like just constant. And it's like achievements. Yeah. Like that's not me marketing. That's me sharing. Like, look at this client's win. Yeah. Look at this client win. I love doing our newsletter because every Friday we do the roundup. So I'm like, Hey guys, this is the content that dropped this week. Um, and it's the blog and the podcast and the videos, like whatever we created that week, I like put it in like a menu. But before I go into that every time I do this like client shout out Yeah. and it's like picking all the different clients that work with myself or, or the coaches and just giving them props and kudos on what they've done. And some of this is so cool. Like we had a, we have a published author, like a legit published author who was like, like crushed, was crushing her, her uh, weight loss goal while publishing and doing a book launch. Oh, a client. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. One of Lisa's clients. Sick. Um, we have people doing marathons. We had like just crazy shit. And it's like, this is so cool that we're able to just constantly be like, they're crushing it. They're yeah. crushing it. But it's because we have a system. We have a method. We understand how to do this stuff. We have experience. We know our shit works. Yeah, I was going to say, you, if, if you're going to try and gain that trust from everyone or whoever you're trying to gain that trust from, you better know your stuff. Yeah. And that comes with passion. That comes with just loving what you do so you can educate yourself to be able to get gain that that's right. trust from other people. And I think that's like the biggest thing too is like you, you'll spend time watching videos and, and listening to things and reading things on – how to do your craft better by choice. Yeah. That's passion. Absolutely. Right. Like I wake up in the morning and I'm reading a book on copywriting because I I love writing and and being better at captions and blogs. I I read on the science of metabolism and things like that because I love this shit and it's going to make me better. So I a hundred percent agree. I think you have to have that. And I think too, like going back to that trust factor, if we look at, you know, if I follow somebody and they post, try the, like, wear Vans. I'm wearing Vans, so I thought about that. They're the best shoe, or, like, I always see them wearing Vans. I'm going to be more likely to wear Vans because that person I like always wears Vans. Yeah. And I trust him. And I think they're cool. And yeah. it's influence. But what's even more powerful is when you, Travis, come to my house and you're like, hey, man, you got to try this out. And I'm like, okay, here's my partner, my my one of my business partners, my best friend, somebody in my wedding, he's around my family all the time. Like there's no layer of trust that is beyond that, right? Like I trust you more than most people. Mm -hmm. So when you tell me something, I'm going to do it. So if I help you lose 40 pounds and you look great and you feel great and you go home and you're like, 
XYZ to whoever friend or whatever, you got to trust these people. You got to look at these people. They, they know what they're doing. I'm going to trust you more than any influencer on online or anything. Yeah. Um, does that make sense? Like, yeah. I think, I think like, but that goes back to getting great results because whoever you get results for is going to go tell somebody about it for sure. And if you get bad results, guess what? They're even more likely to tell about you Yeah. because for some weird reason, people almost feel more awkward to be like, Hey, like I lost a bunch of weight. I get it. You don't want to fly your own shit, but like I lost a bunch of weight. I feel amazing. This coach is amazing at what he does. You should check him out. Right. Part of that is because if I'm telling you to do that, you're like, well, you call me fat. Yeah. <laughs> you saying I don't look good. But if I had a bad experience, I'll be the first to be like, never go to this fucking person. Yep. It was shit. And, and that's, and it's unfortunate because I've even had people come to us from other companies who have said things like X, Y, Z, like this sucked. And I know the people personally. And I'm like, I don't think that's the whole picture. Cause I know those people personally, yeah. like they're good people and they're smart. You just had a bad experience yeah. and it happens, but it, that's why it's so important to be fucking mastering your craft constantly and delivering the best results possible. So patience, trust, network, actually getting fucking results, um, standing out in the industry of, of a lot of people. I think that's, do you have anything? No, I was say, I, I don't think I'm first to jump on telling people that I had a bad experience with people. Really? I definitely, if I had a good experience. But, you know, if I had a bad experience, I'm only going to, you know, announce it or if somebody asks, if someone asks, that's how I am. And I might not even say names. I'll just say that's how I am, too. I I thought you just said you were you are the first person to say. No, no, no. Most people are. I was just saying, like, people in general are usually like the majority of people are are more likely. They've actually done studies on this. They're more likely to leave a bad review than a good review. There you go. They're more likely to tell somebody about a bad experience than they are about a good experience. Yeah. Statistically proven. It's crazy. Damn. I'm but always willing to help somebody other than take them down. I've even unless, like, and I think it unless I think it's wrong or maybe you know. it's because I'm a business owner, but I've had bad experiences where I'm like, I'm not going to leave a bad review because I know how it is. It's hard to have a good business. I yeah. had a bad experience with you. I'm just going to tell you right now, yeah. this didn't go well. I can yeah. think of somebody very specifically yeah. who helped in this warehouse yeah. Yeah. and it's like, I just, dude, this didn't go very well. Yeah. I'm not going to leave you a bad review because I or get it. Or announce it to the world. No. Yeah. And they've, they've done more than make up for it. Exactly. But if they went to extends to screw you over or yeah, something. You totally might be different. like, Hey, just trying to help people out here. You may want to reconsider something. If yeah. You, how you're doing it. Yeah. Uh, another thing I had in my mind when we were just talking about that is you were saying how you purchased tickets to see all these seminars that you have gone to hundreds mm-hmm. of times, but you also each and every single one of those, you learn something new about their experiences, about their failures, about their successes, oh, yeah. even if they're brand new, you know, what are they going through? It, you just something, I bet you they went through something that you haven't, or even if they're just starting out, or maybe they have, but I'm saying there's something you can take out of that. Yeah. Whether it be a new experience or an old old experience. And I think part of that too is like, even if it's the same, it's the same uh, lesson, but applied in a different manner. So if I go and learn about program design, it's the same fucking topic, but it's a different person teaching it in a different Different perspective. Yeah. Go, let's go learn about carbohydrates. Every person has a different perspective and way of interpreting it. Yeah. And at, at best, you'll understand more ways to interpret it because everybody's different. So your explanation to different clients has to be different too. Absolutely. So 100% agree. Um, your explanation to 10 different clients could be eight different ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that that does it for standing out in industry. I think those are like, you know, like, I mean, you could, in a world of social media, you could focus on the aesthetic side of things of like, 
you know, making your photography better, uh, taking picture, pictures with better lighting, uh, wearing bright colors. Like there's so many like filters and things that you can do to stand out and make your pictures look cool. Um, and I can even say like, you know, there's like certain people that make really funny videos or really unique videos or very intense videos. And those videos catch people's attention. Yeah. Um, we could talk about headlines. Like if you're writing a caption, your first line is what's going to draw somebody Atten in. Attention getters. Yeah. If, you, yeah. if you're writing a blog, what is the, what is the title of the blog? Like learn how to do better copywriting learn how to do better titles and headlines and stuff like that because that does that does apply uh, but I think those are more down the marketing path of like once you figure out who your audience is what your message is you have patience you're building trust you're educating in the right way and you're networking you have all those ducks in a row you just need to be patient keep doing them now you can go okay how can I get better at my word choice yeah because a little lesson for a lot of people discover works better than find out so if I say hey find out your potential it won't do as well if I say discover your potential. So same fucking meaning. Yeah. But for some reason, psychologically, discover just clicks with people. Yeah. How to's work really well. How to blank in a matter of blank by not worrying about blank. Yeah. So now I'm like, whoa, how to do this without worrying – to get to here without having the stress of this and, and you just plug and play. So there's a lot of really good books and lessons you can do with like content uh, copywriting and marketing copywriting. Um, and those things help a ton. So I, I would say, but that comes after all the, the fundamentals we already covered. For sure. All right. Since this was a uh, three-part question, we're going to go on to the second part. Uh, at what at what point did you decide to take your uh, position full-time? Mm. Hmm, that's a good one. That's a story and a half. It's Honestly, I mean, if we really look at it, it's never not been full-time. Well, it, okay, and and for well, I mean, if, unless they mean online, yeah, and and I'll go into that. I think like because this is all I've ever done, really. So if we look at educate the, and train, literally, that's it. It's just been so. Even when we look at like, so when I interned, I wasn't doing forty hours a week, but if you count, so I I had to do two internships. One was in our school, and one was outside oh, of our school in okay. a business. So, I. If you count both of those, if you count like my schooling and if you count my time in the gym, I was doing 60 hours a week of training, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, 30 hours of that was – and I think actually – I think it was a 26-hour minimum uh, per week of interning when I interned at Vigor when I was like 18, just turning 19. So that was a long week of just being in the trenches. And before I went there – so I would get to there at 3.30, but I would be at school during the day. So I would basically go to school, intern, learn, study, go to the gym, train with, with whoever I was training with, and then I would go to bigger and intern. And then on some nights, I would go close at Rite Aid. So like certain nights of the week, and then I worked weekends. Did you do homework? I just – I literally <laughs> would fucking no. – Doesn't sound like it. <laughs> so I, uh, I did, but like – in, in my world with that, it was a lot of hands-on stuff. Yeah. So we would do a lot of like uh, functional movement screens, but it's not homework because I need a, a – This is after you change your major? Yeah. Okay. I okay, had okay. to like do stuff there. Yeah, like I, I didn't do well in biology. I didn't do well in, in math. I passed. Yeah. <laughs> I had to because yep. I had to get my degree. But um, but those are the classes that I didn't have a ton of homework being in on what, time. What was your AA? Uh, it, it was – Exercise uh, science? It's literally – no. Uh, you have to have a bachelor's for exercise science. So, because uh, I have an associate degree, and it's uh, it's literally, I think it's called health. I think it's literally health. Do you have it, or do you know? Or? Yeah, no, I do. Okay. <laughs> I think it's I think it's called health and fitness coach. 
Um, it's not a common thing. Like yeah. actually it was ranked top three in the entire country for, for personal training development programs for AAs. Period. Oh. If you go to, it's, it's ranked better than exercise science programs because wow. exercise science programs teaches you about the Krebs cycle. Yeah. How many times have I talked to you about the Krebs cycle in your training? None. It doesn't and, matter. <laughs> it, it's more like, anatomy and it's, it's way more anatomy. It doesn't mean that's not a good route. No, There's no. a lot of people that are amazing trainers, but after that, they still have to go do training certifications to learn, okay, how do I take this anatomy and apply it to somebody who's walking down the street and wants to lose weight? Yep. It's totally different. Yep. Um, and we did have, uh, we had a, uh, anatomy class. We had a biology class. We had a, like a nutrition, multiple nutrition classes. Um, we had, uh, Obviously, we had functional training, we had program design, we had business of uh, fitness, we had we had a lot of really cool classes that were way more applicable to training, um, but it was just health and fitness coach. So, um, while I was going to school, I was interning. Um, so it, the amount of hours was already full time. That's the thing. So like, uh, but when I could take it full time after that was when I had enough clients. So basically, I was online. Online. Okay. I was working at Rite Aid and I was going to school. Not even online, in the gym. Okay. Because I worked at the gym full-time at a certain point, too. So I was working in the gym, and I was training people, and I was working, doing classes, and I knew that there was, like, this transition period of, like, I needed to get enough clients, but I didn't have time because I still had to work at Rite Aid. So I basically got to a point where I finally had enough clients coming in to work with me individually or in small groups that I eliminated Rite Aid, and I got a job at the community center because at the community center, you could work from 10 to 2 a.m., so I could work overnight shifts and they, cause the, every Friday and Saturday night they would do like, basically they would rent the place out. So people would do parties. The party has to be done by 10. I was the cleanup crew or some of them had to be done by midnight. Yeah. Basically I would be there cleaning shit up. Yeah. Um, sometimes literally. Um, but I did that two days a week and then I did some like just general like fucking utility guy stuff at the community center sometimes throughout the week in the mornings. Um, and then I finally got enough clients to quit that job eventually, and I was full-time. So I, at a certain point, I was full-time training in the gym where I was literally – I would get there at like 2 p.m., and I wouldn't leave till 8 p.m. every single day. And then Saturdays, I was there in the morning. Sundays were my only day off. But in the mornings, Monday through Friday, I was writing blogs, creating Instagram posts. I was going to the local gym and filming. I was recording podcasts, programming, working with online clients. I was doing everything I could. So I literally like all day, every day was literally just training constantly um, coaching. So I still count that as full time. Now, when I decided to take it full time to the online world and, and really make boom, boom performance, something bigger was when I had, when I found out I was having Blakely. Yeah. So basically at, at to, up until that point, boom, boom performance was a blog. And then in 2017, so 2016, I made it a business by actually getting my business license. And I was like, I'm going to start. This what year was it? 2016. Okay. And I was like, I'm going to start this business coaching thing. I was in San Diego, Pacific Beach. I went to this event. I was like super hyped, made a business plan, got the business license, flew home, didn't do shit. Mm -hmm. It was just scary. It was a risk. I was, I was comfortable at my job. So I didn't do anything 2016 at all. I just had a business license that I paid for. 2017 hit and I was like, okay. I can't keep doing this. Um, I met Shannon. Uh, we were living together. I started hanging out with Kaiza more. Um, I started hanging out with Chris Hippa. I started like hanging out with some like influencers and entrepreneurs. I met Jason. Like I started really like thinking about things differently. I hired Steve Krebs. He helped me like really just get confident in myself about being an entrepreneur and doing this on my own. 
and I started really pushing content and I started making more money online to a point where I, I wasn't making as much as I was in the gym, but it was close. Like almost doubled my salary technically by just grinding my ass off on the online front and then going in the evenings and training a shit ton of people. Yeah. So I was building it and I was excited about that, but I was burning out. Like yeah. it was basically like me and Shannon's time together was literally like an hour of Netflix at night. And then Saturday nights we, we could hang out because I worked Saturday morning still. So it was a while of that, man, like all of 2017 really. Um, and then when we found out we were having Blakely, it was, I want to say it was July 4th. No, July 4th. 6th or 7th because July 4th was like a Thursday in 2018 we were at my dad's he had like a barbecue and we were drinking chilling hanging out and I remember this because my dad was like uh looked at Shannon and was like I want you to bring me a little princess into this world and I was like dad you've had a few too many drinks chill out dude like uh <laughs> and then uh three four days later we found out she was pregnant and we were like damn my dad is a psychic yeah <laughs> And I had a That's weird, crazy. I had a weird dream. The crazy part is after my dad said that a, a day or two later, I had this weird dream about, uh, I think I've told you the hospital was burning down yeah. and we rode out on the lion and this is weird. <laughs> I wasn't on mushrooms. I swear. <laughs> uh, I don't do any drugs. And we ran out on this fucking lion and I woke up and I was like, well, I had this dream that we had a daughter and blah, blah. And then a couple days later, sure enough. But once that happened, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Like basically my daughter just won't see me Burned because out. Um, I won't have the energy for it, but not even that. Like I literally won't be home because I don't get home till eight to in between eight and 9 PM. Cause some days I train till eight and then I had to drive all the way from up North in the city. I was like, there's just no way. Like she just literally won't see me because my online business takes my morning and then I'm, I'm at night. And then, so I was like, I basically was like, I have to make a decision right now. Talk to Shannon about it. Um, and I told her that I wanted to go all in. I wanted her to, not go back to work and she said no she was like I, I i have full faith in you but i'm not like i'm independent like i can do my own thing like i have my job and i was like i know you can but like trust me like and uh she was like nope and then but of course as soon as when she saw, came yeah as soon as she saw blakely's face she was like okay i'm in <laughs> like <laughs> i don't i don't want to go back um and i'm thankful she does because I, I would rather her be there taking care of her than daycare yeah, yeah. but that moment was really the time, man. I told Shannon. Shannon said she 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 was like, I believe in you. Like, I think you can do it if you want to do it, and I'll support it. And it was a big risk because for me, I had to say like, hey, I'm going to give up every single client at the gym because I'm not willing to, I'm not willing to to have bad animosity. I'm not willing to do this the wrong way. Like I've heard people like leaving gyms, doing it the wrong way, and stealing clients. Shit. I was like, I want to give up every single client I have. I will teach the trainers how to train these people. I'll give them information. We'll make a smooth transition over the next few months. And then I'll wipe my hands clean. Yep. And, and that's what we did. I, I transitioned all my clients to the other trainers at the gym. I left and it was like, whew, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Boom, boom. Performance is, is all I do now. It's all online. And I just went, honestly, I just went fucking ham with content. I was like, okay, I'm not at the gym training anymore. Cool. I'm going to film uh, like a Everything. Facebook live. I'm going to do Instagram lives. I'm going to film my story every day. I was like doing a ton of videos on my phone, posting them, recording podcasts. Like I literally was just doing so much. And I started traveling more because I didn't have the gym. So I didn't have clients sessions tying me down. So I started traveling more. 2017 right after that was a big year for travel. I think after I left Vigor in 2017. 17 or 18. I'm trying to think now. I think it was 17. Actually, I think I'm a little bit ahead of time when I said 2018. Um, 
that that half of that last year, I literally think I went to an event every month, like in a different state. I was just going everywhere went to Missouri, Vegas, Florida, um, California multiple oh, times. Yeah. It's just like I was just like I need to be everywhere Networking. and meet people because um, I can still work. And I would just be in the hotel doing my work and – that was really all I needed. I needed, I needed my backup against the corner. Um, and for me, that was having my daughter knowing that I wanted to be the one that supported our family and I wanted to do what I really wanted to do. And that was create a coaching business that was driven off of education. Like it was teaching people and empowering people to do it their own way. It wasn't handholding. It was educating and, and really ruthlessly getting people results and holding them accountable and, and delivering a, a quality of service that really wasn't out there online yet. Um, and that's what we've successfully done. I've gathered people on my team that have that same mission. And that was it, man. It was it was that moment when I decided to switch gears and just, just go all in on this. And, and sure. I, th- I think that's hard advice for some people because I'm like, well – do something like have a baby and, you know, and I always have trouble saying that, but I think like the point being is something happened, something happened for me, something clicked. And I think for people listening to this, if, if you're like, well, I don't want to have a kid, that's fine. But do you ever want to have a kid? Do you ever want to get married? Do you ever want to uh, have your dream home? Do you ever want to leave a legacy? Like what if you die in two years? Were the next two years impactful enough that people will say amazing things at your funeral, that people will come to your funeral, that your yeah. funeral will be crowded? How many people are you influencing? How many people are you helping? So I think like you just have to have a real moment of clarity where you think like – and I did this. I actually – again in San Diego. San Diego has a soft spot in my heart because every time I've gone to like a, an event that was like really impactful from a personal level, it was always in San Diego for some reason. But I did – that was when I first filled out the the perfect day thing and it was like – Write out your perfect day, hour by hour. What do you want? In years ago or this? Years ago. Time? Okay, okay. And it was this, dude. I literally wrote out the only thing. You're going to laugh at this. The only thing that wasn't on that was a dog. I said I had a dog, and I walked my dog in the mornings. Uh, I don't have a dog. But I literally oh, was, on the perfect day. I was married. I had, a, I had a, a child. I thought it was – I put boy because yeah. everybody in my family has boys. Um, I had a house uh, in a, and it was literally like out of the city, which is funny because we don't live in the city anymore. We had a, we had a space. I, I did what I wanted. I recorded. I had my own little studio. Like it was everything. And I was like, this gives me clarity. Like I know what I want. Now I just have to take action to get it. So I reverse engineered that process. Like who is that person that has those things? Okay. What are the actions I need to make to get there? Yeah. Right. And I just reverse engineered that process. So I think for people listening, like you have to have that moment of clarity where you write out your perfect day, your perfect week, your perfect month, your perfect year, the legacy you're going to leave today, tomorrow, the next day. You have to decide who you want to be with, who you want to be as a person. Do you want kids? Do you like what kind of business do you have? What's your message? And then from there, it's just literally putting yourself back in the corner and just making the move. For me, doing it. leaving all my clients behind was the move where I was like, it's put up or shut up. Yeah. Because one of two things are going to happen. Either A, one of three things. A, I'm going to be successful. B, I'm not and I have to come back and ask for my job back. Or C, I'm going to have to go get a job somewhere else because my ego won't let me ask the person I quit True. for a job back. Um, and it was like I don't want either of those options. So I have no choice but to do this, period. Yeah. Did you ever tell um, – I know all the coaches and mentors you've had over the years. Did you ever tell any of them like your perfect day and that you want to help – you wanted them to help yeah. you reverse engineer it Steve like Krebs, specifically? S- Steve Krebs was the one that made me do it. Reverse engineer this perfect day? Even start by writing the perfect day. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were sitting on a rooftop 
in San Diego at this sick Airbnb that he rented for all the guys in his coaching group. And yep. it was like, there was like, I mean, there's like eight of us in this house. It was yeah. really cool. Like, uh, Matt was from Australia. Joey was from New York. Darwin was from New York. Uh, I mean, they're everywhere. We had guys from, uh, I want to say Michael's from Milwaukee or something, but like just everywhere. Right. Yeah. And we sat up on this roof and we had to spend time just writing out the perfect day. We wrote out the perfect day and then it was like, cool, make a plan. How are you going to get there? Who do you, and it was more of long lines of who do you need to become to get there? Cause I, and I, this is why I, I talk about this all the time too. And why I said it at the event impact collective is like, okay, that's what you want. Who do you have to become to get there? Why aren't you that person right now? What about you right now is not aligned with the person that you need to become in order to have what you want to have or holding you back or not allowing you to be that person. 100%. Yeah. But usually what's not allowing you is yourself. Nobody can control me. That's true. Besides myself. Yep. You know? Um, now, my fear of judgment or yeah. my comparison or me worrying about what other people – like that, that holds me back. That's and still I, yourself. And I can blame other people like yeah. most people do, but it's still myself. Yeah. Um, but that was like the defining moment for me, man. And that's why I tell people all the time is like you have to determine – like none of that even works if you don't know what you want. People don't have a crystal clear vision of what they want. I had a conversation on the way here with one of my clients about this on the phone. What do you want? I don't know. What is it? Like, what is the exact thing that you actually want? Because until you understand what you want, you can't decide who you need to become. Mm -hmm. And until you can't decide who you need to become, you can't create the reverse engineer process to get there. True. You have no clarity. You have no path. Um, and I think like a vision, I had my, I, I got backed up into a corner, but I did it per like I did it myself. And I've heard a lot of people say the same thing. Like they purposely back themselves up into a corner because you only have one option. It's, it's, it's success or nothing. And so for me, it was like, I know my vision. I know what I want. I know everything. My back's in a corner. I have a baby on the way that I have to provide for. There's no way I'm not going to make this happen. And I think the craziest thing about that is you have so many doubts in your head. And I remember leading up to that point, I always wanted the same thing. But when I backed myself up into the corner, all of a sudden, everything just worked. Yeah. Why is that? Is it because I changed as a person? Is it because my marketing was? No, it literally was like. Mindset. Mindset. It was like literally like, oh shit. I have to. I have to. Yeah. And you find a way. Like yep. the amount of times you'll say like, oh, I can't do it or this is in the way. If, if, you're, if you have a big enough reason why, none of that shit stands in your way. Yeah. I was just taking action on shit that I was scared to take action on before. before. I was being way more consistent. I was doing way more of everything. Like, why, like, it was almost like all of a sudden I had so much more to say inside my content. Like, oh, I have all these things I can talk about, all these things I can create and teach. And it, it was literally just because I had a fire lit under my ass that made me take action. And you had more time then. I had more time. Yeah. For sure. To get those ideas and thoughts in your content. Yep. But yep. what I will say too, is I was making enough to pay my bills before that. So time isn't always an excuse because like I said before, I'd wake up at 5am. I'd create content, do my own thing until 12. I would lift at 12, eat at one. And then I would drive right to the gym, get there by two thirties for my clients at three. And then I'd spend all night there and then I'd come home and eat yeah. and chill and fall asleep and repeat it. Monday through Friday, Saturday mornings, I would go to the gym and train people, and then I'd spend the rest of the day chilling. Sundays, I would do programming. I would catch up on stuff. So, like, I had zero time. Yeah. But to me, like, I think this is the other thing, too, is, like, I don't want to preach, like, fuck balance, like, hustle. Because now, like, I mean, you know me. Like, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm done at a certain time. I chill. I have a lot of time and balance. But I knew. You have to get to that point. Exactly. I, I knew at a certain point, I was like, if I do this, 
And I was like, I'm willing to do this for 10 fucking years if I have to. But if I do this for at least 10, 10 years, I know for a fact I'll get to a point where I have a team, where I have an influence, where I have a system, where I have a, a thing where I can create balance and I can't have allow you to slow down. Yeah. And, and none of that shit stressed me out ever. Like losing sleep wasn't a big deal because I loved it, man. Yeah. It was just passion. It was drive. I was so excited about it. Um, I actually was listening to this thing. I'm listening to this book called outliers and it's basically, it looks at all the biggest CEOs and successful people, Bill Gates, all these different people who are successful. Why are they successful? What was their childhood? Like, what are their habits? Like, who were they surrounded by? What experiences did they have growing up? What shaped them into that person? Um, and it was talking about mastery. And there's this common thing about the 10,000 hour rule. It takes 10,000 hours of a task to become a master at it. So I listened to that and I was yeah. like, 10,000 hours is a long fucking time. Yeah. I want to count my hours. So I literally was like, okay, I was at the gym for at least this many hours Monday through Friday for this many, this, this many days a week, this, this long, I was uh, at least doing this much hours. And I, I really low. Yeah. I was going to say, you're, gonna, you're putting this on the low end. Yeah. Because I was like, I did at least two hours of content and study. Like there was days I did six hours easily. Yeah. Um, but I put all that shit together and it was uh 17.5 thousand hours. And I was like, I'm well over the 10,000 yeah. hour mark. And if I went back 7,000 hours ago, it was probably when things finally started to click. Yeah. That's so it's like that yeah. 10,000 hour rule is a hundred percent accurate. Yeah. It's crazy. Dope. All right. Well, let's move on. To the third uh, question. You might've kind of already answered it, but if you want to recap it, it says, how do I start to gain momentum as a coach within my business? Mm. Everything we talked about. Yeah. Like I said, if you just want to recap it, I mean, yeah, I think, I think this, this, this final thing comes down to patience, building that trust and knowing your why read the book. Start with why unbelievable book. So fucking good. Uh, I listened to the audio book, but link really, it. really good book. Link it. Yep. We'll link it in the show notes. Um, it's in, it, it talks about consistency, man. Consistency is in there. It, but like, I think the reason I like start with why is because yes, consistency is fucking huge. Uh, volume of what you're putting out is True. huge. Uh, um, patience is huge. Building trust is huge. But if you don't understand your why, you will not have the drive to do all that shit. Yeah. You won't have the patience or consistency. I think I think my answer is consistency. All that other stuff goes behind it, but if you don't do all that other stuff consistently, it's a glue. The the question the the reason that I say that is cuz that word momentum. Mm-hmm. What creates momentum? Consistency. Yeah, 100%. Like yeah. it's it's crazy. If like you actually, I remember if you actually look at like even water, like waves, it's a wave is very small. Yeah but it builds momentum into a huge wave after miles of going forward. Okay. We're not going, oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah. But you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's consistency. Yeah. That's crazy. But like, I just remember, like I didn't believe, I don't want to say that, but I didn't really like believe in consistency. And, well, not, <laughs> not really, not that aspect. Well, let me explain myself. Like when I first saw you doing your Instagram thing, like, and it was just like, consistency it was the same day same amount of times every single week nothing else and it just kept going and going and going and going and going it's still going and it's it just builds yeah and it creates momentum so like for people listening travis went to high school with me so he's known me for a long time and he lived with me we were roommates for a while years ago it was still consistent then but that's what i'm saying like that's years of just damn there's another post yeah damn there's another post yeah oh shit there's another post for cody and i think like it's, it's, I said this to somebody the other day and I laughed, like, uh, 
like from a person following you perspective, it's annoying. Yeah. Until it's the answer. Yeah. So it's like at first, it's like, dude, come on. Yeah. But dude. eventually. Nobody says shit to, about it. Now yeah. they're like, dude, this is so helpful. It's like, this is awesome. And especially because that consistency allowed me to find my audience. Yep. Because there's certain people that will be like, enough, dude. It's like, don't follow me. Yes. I don't – like, I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this to teach people. Bingo. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's two things that I want to say. It's, like, funny because, like, it'll cause stress or you'll start sweating if a post isn't going to go out. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. somebody that isn't like that or isn't doing that consistency, it's like, dude, take a breath. Like, but it's, it's the fact it's consistent. It, it ruins that momentum. Yep. I don't want to say ruin, but it alters that momentum. Yeah. hundred percent. And, uh, there was one more thing I was going to say, but I, that, that brings up a good point too, with all this is attention to detail too. Yeah. Like I, like if, if people saw behind the scenes, our conversations about the, the smallest little detail inside yes. of content, inside of a caption, inside of a title, inside of a podcast and inside of a noise, inside of a picture, like I'm looking at everything with such a fine comb that yeah. we're just making things so much better and better. And, yeah. and that matters because yeah. even though somebody might see it and forget about it tomorrow, yeah. that moment of them seeing it is what's going to create impact. And you have to pay attention negative to detail. Impact. Yeah, negative yeah. or positive. And Absolutely. it's up to that attention to detail. Yep. But I definitely think consistency is, I mean, it's the key. It's crazy. You can't have momentum without consistency. I know the wave thing is kind of a weird analogy, but. Oh, I remember the last thing I was going to say. Dominoes are the same way. Yep. Dominoes can start really small and then you can actually have a huge domino at the end yep. and it'll just fucking knock it over because yep. it's just like. You're saying, I want to make it hard for people to get away from me. Yeah. Or that's not exactly what I say, but you know, like I want people to get sick of seeing me. Yeah. Get annoyed. Get annoyed. I, like it's literally. But that's going to build trust. Yeah. Like. I want to be a billboard yeah. that you pass on the freeway every fucking day, Touché. But, it, but it's on your newsfeed. Touche. And it's one of those things where it's like, if, if you're somebody who wants to, to influence people and help people, you need to, to put your message out there so much that they don't think of anybody else but you. at all, but you when they want to change their body. Correct. So I want every single person listening to this and in watching what we do to know that when that time comes, when they want to lose fat, when they want to build muscle, when they want to change how they look, when they want more confidence, when they need accountability, when they need to shift in their mindset, they can trust us. Yeah, and that and that goes with any business or any industry. Hundred percent. I think that's actually one of the uh, smart things about a lot of fitness entrepreneurs compared to other industries. A lot of other industries don't get that. Yeah. And they don't utilize social media as this fucking constant billboard. Correct. Um, but they need to. Yes. No, I think, I think consistency is the key to momentum. And I think, I think you have to have all these things we've been talking about. Building trust, having patience, volume of content, passion, understanding your why. But you just have to be relentlessly consistent with it. And you have to – like take it from somebody who was posting – what, three, four, five years ago? I mean, technically eight, nine years ago, I was showing videos of me at a fucking turf field. Like, take it from somebody who did doubt themselves and did have to, like, talk to themselves in the head of, like, someday this will take off. Yep. Someday people will listen. Someday it'll all work out. And I literally just kept doing it. And it's cool, too, because I talk to people like you and every once in a while people that we grew up with, and they can see the realist perspective of that because they're like, dude, you've been doing the same shit for a decade. Like we're going to yeah. be at our high school reunion and people are going to be like, I remember like you literally like the year after high school, you started posting about this yeah. shit and it's just been like nonstop 10 years, but that's, that's what it takes. Like an unrelentless amount of consistency and patience. I saw a, uh, um, a YouTube, uh, podcast episode of Gary V and he was doing this exact same thing 
where he like allows people to enter a contest where they, if they win, they get to come in and be with him for like an hour. Damn. They get an hour of his time. And it was a small company out of Connecticut and they were a roofing company and they were like old school people, yeah. like blah, blah, blah. And he just told them like how to break down demographics in the newspaper, on TV channels, on here, how to do this on LinkedIn, how to do the, all these things. And they're like, it's not just Instagram. No, absolutely not. It's everywhere. And yeah. like the, you said it really well when we were talking about uh, at the very beginning, it used to be magazines and newspapers. Yeah. It's still content. Yeah. It's still market. It's still, it's all, every piece of marketing, every piece of content, it's all literally a, a platform to deliver your message. Yep. All we're trying to do is give somebody a message. Or your trust. Yeah. This is what I do. This is how I do it. This is how you can benefit. For us, it's like, this is how you can get results. And we just keep doing that because that's a reflection of how we do things. Yeah. But- but no, man, I think that's – I love watching some of those with Gary Vee because he just like – he shuts people down. We're like, oh, it doesn't really apply to me. And he's just like – I'll show you how it does. Exactly. And it's boom, 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 just laying And I'll out. show you how to do it for free. Yeah, exactly. All right, man. Well, I think that wraps it up. I think that, that was awesome. Question. That was a good one. Yeah. Before I let you go, I just want to say thanks. I seriously appreciate you spending this last hour or so with me, educating yourself to get better results. It still humbles me to this day that people around the world literally have me in their headphones or their speakers just to learn. It's so empowering, and because of that, I have three quick things for you. The first one is a personal favor. Please leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. When you do this, not only does it help me learn and get better at making podcasts for you to get better results, but it helps us grow inside of iTunes, which allows us to invest more, again, to get you better results. The second thing, Head over to boomboomformance.com slash sign dash up or click the link in the show notes to get your free copy of the nutrition hierarchy. This is everything you need to know about nutrition to change your body composition or performance inside of a manual. I take the leading evidence inside of research and all the principles, methods, and tools based on some of the top professionals in the industry, and I put them all in a book so you can learn more about your nutrition and get better results. The third thing, this is a personal invitation to shoot me a DM on Instagram or email me at cody at boomboomperformance.com. I will help you troubleshoot anything you need. This is literally an invitation to jump in my inbox and ask me anything you want and let me help you. All right, guys, that's all I got for you this time. I appreciate you being here and I'll see you next time.